nah, dude, you got to write a personal check. It can't come from your sponsors. It can't like be in exchange for cases <laughs> of IPA, like whatever bullshit <laughs> that you're doing. No, it's got to come from your bank account, hard cash that you're putting down for the, for your entry. Wow. All right. Well, that's certainly a thought. I don't know. Pitch I mean, it I just to, think it'd, be, it'd make it more fun too. Like, yeah. Pitch it to lifetime. I, I honestly have no idea what the pros' reaction to that would be. I don't know if they would love it or hate it. I have no idea. It's, it seems like it would have mixed responses. And probably complain about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> What up, party people? It's Friday, and we finally got Scott back with us, so things get a little loose in this episode. We've got lots of rambling, uncontrollable laughs, and we even do a listener question speed round with Scott on only gravel questions. We also talk about some of what went down at the first NCL race and Paris-Roubaix, both of which took place over the weekend. It's a long one, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Oh yeah, and send any questions or feedback you have for the show to bunkbrospodcast at gmail.com, or find us on Instagram and hit us up. Let's get this party started. So, not like second cross racer. Up, Adam. Whoa! Holy shit! That's Scott. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's dude. just it's just an AI that we built to uh, sim- simulate his voice. I couldn't tell because I can't see Scott's video. So I didn't <laughs> I know if you were just talking to yourself, Tyler. I didn't turn it on. I'm also in a bed. You lying? So. You, you going to sleep soon? It's fine. We just need like shoulders no, up. I just spend a lot of time in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> What's that old? Um, was it a uh, George Hincapie or something that used to say like, "If you don't have to stand, then you should sit, and if you don't have to sit, then you should lay down." That's how you do recovery. Exactly. That you just, got, uh, just laying down all the time. You know if that's what I'm doing or not. But I have <laughs> well, I was watching TV, and I have a TV, and that's you have to view from the bed. You can't like view it from the floor or the desk. I mean, you, there's not much. It's in my bedroom. It's not much room. It's kind of small. Oh, no. gotcha. you guys hear me now? Holy cow, yeah. A little yeah, bit is my, is, is my mic working? I don't want to hear you that loud ever. <laughs> Scott, what? Also, you know, speaking of that, you know when you're listening to a podcast and you're like riding and then somebody's really loud and it like blares into your ear and you think there's like a car right behind you or something? Mm-hmm. So don't do that because if somebody's listening yeah, to this. That's because they, they suck at editing them. <clears throat> Man, I'm choking on my protein shake. Hold on. <laughs> Scott, where's your camera, dude? We can't see you. I just explained this. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It wasn't on. Scott's doing weird things in his bed right now. He says we can't see him. All right. It's not on. (laughs) Okay. Well, what are we talking about? I feel like we got listener questions to rip through real quick. Yeah, we could actually rip through listener questions, but we should probably, I, we could start talking about like, um, I don't know how BWR is stacked or something. You're we're not, not doing it. We're not recording yet, are we? Oh, we're yeah, we started recording before you got on. We were so late that we started before you. I don't see it. the recording thing. Says it's recording. Oh wait, yeah, well, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. So, so what do we think? Yeah. Is B, is BWR more stacked than uh, than Perry Roubaix was? <laughs> Um, apparently it was the fastest ever Perry roubaix is what they're saying, uh, which makes sense to me. Not, it, it could be partially because we're in a really talented generation. You know, people keep saying that, like how talented this generation is. I think it's more so that 
we're slowly figuring out tire technology. And I, I hate that I just said tires within the first five minutes of this. Jesus, you can't <laughs> help yourself. <laughs> I think it's that we're slowly figuring out tire technology for stuff like cobbles, you know, like for so long they were on 23s pumped up, pumped up to 120 PSI, which if you compare that to what they're on now, which is, you know, I don't know, 32s at 40 PSI. I mean, we're talking about like a 40 watt difference on the cobbles, 50 watt difference. So it's not surprising to me that it was the fastest Rupe ever. God, is this, do uh, they do this? It's not the same course every year, though, right? So, like, well, fastest average speed for the course. Like, oh, the course, the, the course changes, okay. but it doesn't. You know, it's still the same, same basic roads every year. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Does the course prepare to be changed? I thought it was the same every year. We have the same. Know, no, Scotland, they, they like real. No, they because there's like I, a sectors <laughs> reveal and stuff. I think. What do you mean, Scott? You. You were secretly a massive nerd about all of this stuff. We were talking about NCL the other day, and I was like, man, if only Scott was here. Dude, I know everything about NCL. Exactly. Did you watch the NCL? <laughs> yeah. I, it was hard you know. to watch, man. I'm going to be honest. It was really hard to follow what was going on. How was it hard to follow? There was just was a sprint good. every lap. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, you know. And points, they, they counted out the yeah, points. Like, imagine how bad it would be if they didn't put the points up on the screen. Oh, At yeah. least they had... They had the points, and it was, like, quick and accurate. They had who got – you know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of – I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel that's like – That's a pretty uh, good, like, that's breakdown right there. Live. Yeah. The, uh, they definitely need – I mean, I know that they're working up to this, but the fact that there's only two, uh, you know, official NCL teams, and they just demolished – I mean, it wasn't even close – like there need there obviously need to be more teams, and I know they're working up to that point, but it was well. There's other teams; they just weren't any good. <laughs> I know, but you know, there's only two city teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or NCL ofi- official teams. Is that what they're called? I don't know what they're called. This is yeah. you're the NCL expert. What what am I saying right now? No, that's right. But like, I don't like they could just have other teams that are also good, and it wouldn't really matter. So I don't NCL teams or not, but the other teams just suck. So yeah, why so, why so did the other teams suck? Did they not like, just because the NCL teams have much better riders? So like, why isn't why aren't the good teams showing up? Is the question? They didn't what sign the contract. I don't know, like Legion or um, Ooh. you know uh, what? Is there something I don't know? Is there beef? There's beef allegedly, allegedly. I don't. Yeah, direct all uh, things to our lawyers. Don't sue us. I said, (laughs) (laughs) no, apparently we have have so many lawyers, dude. Our lawyers are are pretty good. (laughs) That's what Uh, I heard. Yeah, man. There's like (laughs) there. I I have heard and I've heard the Williams brothers talk about like wanting to have this like league of teams, right. That are on from every, uh, from every city. Like you were talking about last episode, right? Like every city has a big, has their own crit team. Uh, And then like that idea, I don't know. I don't know if it got stolen from them or whatever. There's some intellectual property there, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I heard rumors that there was a, there was a bit of a dust up and that's why. And also too, like all those teams had to sign contracts of, you know, obligations that they would hold up and roster sizes and such. So yeah, I so I thought that Legion was doing that. Like I thought they were already gonna like there was gonna be like two or three Legion teams this year. 
Is that I mean, not happening? There, no, there are, but they're just all doing. There's Miami, there's Legion, and then there's the Austin Aviators. They're just all doing. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. The American Great Cup or whatever it is. Yeah, that's confusing. But they're all part of Legion. Yeah, they're under that umbrella organization. Okay. Yeah, we all have gold chains. Mm. <laughs> like literally gold chains on their bike. <laughs> no. or you mean like gold chains around their neck? <laughs> around their neck. The latter. Man, yeah. shows where shows where my head's at. D- right. Dylan's Dylan's about to jump in and be like, "Man, those gold chains are so slow; they don't even know what they're missing out on." Yeah, I wonder if the color of the chain makes a difference. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Well, if it's heavier, well, if it's literally made of gold, yeah. I mean, I assumed it was just like a gold colored coating. <laughs> no, I I think uh, I, I think I think you know. <laughs> Scott, what did you think about the NCL race? You stayed up late to watch uh, it. I, well, all right. So when I was watching it, GCN was all messed up where it would zoom really far in on like one eighth of the screen. <laughs> so it would just show like the GCN logo really big and like somebody's <laughs> face. That was it. Um, I don't know whose fault that was. If that was my fault or I don't know. Scott, do you wish. Let's blame GCN. Do you wish that you had instead of being in europe right now you're doing these ncl races you think that'd be a better career path for you uh no or i would have done it (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm just saying in hindsight like not everybody does everything correctly in in the moment you know what i mean i mean there's only been one race so far so how can you kind of well i'm just that's what i'm asking i'm asking scott do you have fomo that you're you you know you're missing out on this ncl race do you wish you were there it looked pretty fun yeah I think you'd be really good at it. It seems like a format that's like yeah, perfectly tailored to you. You know what I, I mean? Was... Sprinting every lap. That's exactly what, that's the, exactly the kind of race that you'd be awesome at. I think they need to, I don't know. They need to have like, uh, I don't know, maybe like on bike cameras and stuff. Mm. Maybe they'll work that in to make it more. Yeah. More That'd be kind of cool. And if yeah. the, I don't know, the one team was so much better than all the other teams. So it was like, yeah, Once so they, was it the was it the Denver Disruptors team that was like yeah. dominating everyone, right? Yeah. The women's too, right? Yeah, the women's and the men's, yeah. Yeah. So was the race still even exciting even though that team was smoking everybody? Adam, are you saying you yeah. didn't watch it? No, I did not tune in. <laughs> I didn't even know who won Perry Bay until yesterday. Dude, what? Until did you yesterday? watch did you watch did you watch <laughs> Perry Bay, man? No, of course I didn't watch it, or else I would have known who won. No, not like the six-hour cover, but like at least the highlights or something. No, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I was busy. Yeah, it was a good race. And something, I don't know, like, apparently I just, like, don't tune into that much bike racing stuff on Instagram, because I didn't even, like, find out through that. (laughs) How'd you find out? Did I, wait, there's way too many questions. Scott, what'd you say? Your Instagram explore feed is just, like, hot chicks. It's no bike racing. (laughs) It must be. (laughs) (laughs) um huh okay i don't know how honestly with the way with the way the algorithms give me my social media there's no way that i wouldn't know who won perry roubaix it was all over everything like facebook instagram youtube like there's no way i was not knowing who won perry i mean like like my my instagram feed just shows me like my friends and like stuff that they post so like none of my friends are gonna like post up a picture of matthew vanderpool crossing the finish line (laughs) Dude, some of my friends were. What? For some reason. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> Got know. some weird friends, dude. 
<laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't even follow Matthew Vanderpool, but people were they were posting about it. Um, Will you follow you Vanderpool the, now that he's a he's a gravel superstar, winning Paris Roubaix and whatnot? Honestly, honestly, for the most part, I just follow people that I know personally. Like, I don't really follow celebrities. You follow me? Um, yeah, because you're not under that celebrity category. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dude. I've been riding some gravel. I did a 17k gravel climb. Wow. At what? Like, at uh, 150 watts? No, I was doing like I don't know more than that. Wow, <laughs> 175. More than that? More than that, but less than a million. Can you, so you can, so your knee can handle 17 kilometers of gravel right now is what you're saying, dude? I've already done 25 hours. This wow, and it's only Friday. It's in five days. Oh, that's only like 10 hours less than I have right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting up there. You'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> The knee's good, and the head's good. Everything's good. The head? What happened to the head? Oh, you, got a concu- oh, you got a concussion. Yeah. Dang, man. All right. So when do you think you'll be racing again? Hopefully in May. Mm-hmm. That's when the next uh, yeah. NCL race is, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> if, if, uh, if you wanted to do the NCL race, could you, or you have to like be invited or something? No, you, you have sign to, up. You have to like be invited. Okay. And I think it's like the same ten teams for the whole season. Okay. All right. Never mind. Hey, man. No, Human you powered health used to have connections at, with Kelly Benefits. Maybe you could join those kids. They want. Although they did win. They, were here. they did win the race. So they were there. They were here. They were in Girona. All of them were in Girona for like three months. Here, I was hanging out with them for like three months. Dang. All the guys that did the race. You said they won the race, but I thought that the disruptors won the race. Well, they won no, the. So, yeah. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, like, in both the women's and the men's, whoever finished, like, the Disruptors got the most points for the whole thing, but whoever finished first on the last lap, like, ended up celebrating, which was, like, weird because they didn't win because it's all points, you know? Like, does anyone care who wins the race? They obviously cared because they celebrated. (laughs) (laughs) You You do get prize money for winning the race, and you get, like, the last sprint is, like, it's like triple points. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So, so there's something still to fight for it in the last lap. Yeah, yeah. Even so if you're getting smoked. Yeah. So Kelly Benefits now has like nine points <laughs> to Denver Disruptors million. So it's a close, it's a close battle for sure. Didn't didn't both teams get sixty nine points? Dude, I thought it Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> I thought it was Kelly. I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't whoever won the overall thing. Yeah, there was like one winner of the race, and then. That was everybody else was like, I don't know. That is really confusing, though, because it's like, well, who wins? Because I think I saw a post that they were celebrating the disruptors winning the race, but they just accumulated the most points. I don't. Well, that's the whole that's the whole thing. And here's here's one thing that I'll say right now is that they're so they're trying to, you know, increase a fan base and and hopefully and I'm assuming that the end goal is to have a fan base of people that aren't cyclists. Right. Just like every other sport has a fan base, you know, the NFL has a fan base of people that don't play, currently play football, like, but they watch football because they like football. Um, not even cyclists who, you know, are heavily participate in cycling events. I'm talking about the four of us can figure out what happened during this NCL race. So a not I, can you imagine how lost a non-cyclist would be? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like an equivalent of like 
you know, okay, this team accumulated the most points, but they didn't actually win the game. Like, I don't, I don't know if that happens in any well, other I sport. I mean, it's like a track well, race, right? Like, it's like a points race. You lap the field, you get most points. You don't even have to finish, like, you know, you don't even have to win the final sprint to to win the race. You just have the most points, I guess. Yeah, I don't know anything about track racing. Dude, what do you know about? <laughs> I don't know who won Paris. Whoever gets from A to B, the fastest wins. <laughs> I, that's that's the kind of racing I like. I don't. I, I I think that the point stuff is. I don't know. I mean, I hope that it takes off. Like, it'd be cool like, to build a fan base. But I, yeah, it just seems like it's. Got, there, I don't know. Something's missing there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, moving on to BWR. Hopefully we get somebody from BWR to get on the podcast next week to talk about Wait, it. Wait, so you're just going to completely skip over Perry Roubaix? Did you want to talk more about Perry Roubaix? I mean, all I know about is who won. So you want to tell me more about what happened? Well, there are these, there are these like bricks in the road and you have to ride over them and it's really bumpy and people make a big deal about it. Who so, put them there? People in France a long time ago. Is this like their equivalent the of the Leadville tax? <laughs> I mean, it might as well be because, like, so many people flat. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yumbo, I, whatever Yumbo did this year, it seems like they screwed up their their uh, risk to reward ratio on, on their tires. Um, yeah, dude, Ty- Tyler, what happened, man? Yeah, Laporte. Laporte, was, your homeboy was gonna was gonna have those auto in, 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 insufflators in there. Well, uh, if you saw Christophe Laporte's handlebars, you saw that he did have the little like control for the for the inflator on his bike on one of his bikes, but he flatted at the end of the Arnberg, so that kind of like. And then I don't know, man. Their tactics their tactics were pretty were pretty wild, where they just like so Laporte uh, flats that things kind of break up. You have basically the winning group after the, the Arnberg forest that is then catching up to the breakaway. Uh, and the wild is isolated, but then Laporte just sits in like no man's land. And then he finally goes back to the group and then they try to do a couple of like cat three attacks where like one dude attacks and hopes the other rest of the Peloton will chase but half the Peloton is already represented and, or like taken out in a crash. So then it ended up just being Wout solo. Um, and then I thought, I honestly thought Wout was going to ride away. Uh, Yeah, I know dude. He doesn't know tactics. Um, (laughs) yeah. And then I thought Wout was going to ride away when Vanderpool just like almost took everybody out, but, uh, it was not to be. So yeah, there was a, there was a, so what's this Vanderpool thing? There was like a big controversy about, well, not a big controversy, but people were arguing about whether Vanderpool took out John Dagenkolb because Dagenkolb crashed in the gutter when Vanderpool like kind of swerved into him. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I looked at the footage. I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think you're just riding a bike that's not meant to be ridden on this road and it's hard to control and people are flying all over the place. I think it was, I don't think it was necessarily the bike's fault. I think like if you go back and look at the footage, like Dagen Cole puts it in the, in the gutter. So he's basically riding the, like the dirt patch that's alongside of all these rocks. And there's, you know, it's like six inches wide. He's riding on the smooth part and Vanderpool's teammate, Jasper Philipson is on the front and like Vanderpool sees a gap, right? He's like going to accelerate. And like he wants to like shoot through this gap so that Wout can't follow him, and instead, like as he's getting up to speed, like at Philipson's hip, 
Philipson moves over to his right, which then pushes Vanderpool into Degenkolb. And then Degenkolb just like slides out, like hits a spectator's foot, you know, and then, yeah. and like Degenkolb was the only person to go down, but like he was shooting for a gap and his teammate just moved like, you know, I don't think it was malicious or anything like that. And then that's when route tried to ride away, but then he flatted. So, you know, speaking of weird crashes too, did you see in the women's race, the women's race came oh, down. Dude, I just to, watched it. That wasn't Vanderpool's fault at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuck in, I don't think, I don't think anybody, <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that it's Vanderpool's fault. I think people just realize that it's like, it was kind of a m- miscommunication between him and his teammate. Maybe. I mean, they weren't really communicating. They're just kind of yeah. trying to survive yeah. on the cobbles. But but I in the mean, women's yeah. so in the women's race, the women's race, you know, they come onto the velodrome and they have to do a lap, and it's like a pretty large group. I think it's like five or six of them. <laughs> and uh, man, I I don't know who, what her name. I know Allison Jackson won, but I don't know the name of the woman who crashed. But if you look, it like. At first, you're like, oh, man, it looks like she crossed wheels with the rider in front of her. Like, she just tapped the wheel of the rider in front of her, and she went down. But if you look closely at it, I don't think she did tap the wheel of the rider in front of her. I just... <laughs> it's like the weirdest crash you've ever seen. It almost seemed like like her front tire maybe caught, like, where... Because she was riding in, like, what do they call it? The skirt or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, it's almost like she caught, like, a little bit of where it started transitioning up, and her tire just yeah. kind of, like, tweaked on her. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost so, like when you're like hit a curb on accident, and like man, all of a sudden you're just like, dude. Can you imagine like you've survived the entire Perry Roubaix course, which is way gnarlier than that final velodrome, obviously, and then that's what takes you out. You're so close to the finish <laughs> at that point. Well, and you've ridden over so much more gnarly terrain, <laughs> and then you just get taken out in like the last lap of the velodrome smooth velodrome well that was, so that was yeah femka marcus right who's been doing all this work because like her team leader lada kapeki is behind right so she's like she was in the front and she was like purposely disrupting the chase so that her teammate could try to get across and like dude that group of favorites was so close to catching the front but then like yeah as to your point they get on the velodrome and she just like boxes herself in like riding on the apron of the velodrome like you don't that's it yeah you don't have anywhere to go (laughs) just you've been staring at your instagram algorithm too long um and like (laughs) (laughs) he's talking about skirts he's been staring at (laughs) (laughs) yeah did we already establish that speed is hot chicks seriously (laughs) though how like how did you not see a million pictures of vanderpool after perry roubaix I guess I guess our Instagram. Mass, I don't. I don't. I don't really spend week. that much time on Instagram. I, it was. I guess it was no, man. Week, man. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Look at his phone. Like hanging out with him and being a parent. Scott, that's what you need. You need a kid so you don't spend so much time on Instagram. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyways, yeah. So Femka puts herself on the apron. She's totally boxed in. Nowhere to go. And I think like I watched the Lantern Rouge did a did a deep dive on this like conspiracy theory. And I honestly think what happened because the the Marta Locke that was leading it out, her rear wheel hit like kind of skips. Right. And doesn't like hit Femka's front wheel. But I think there was just some water on that part of the track. And like so Marta Locke's rear wheel kind of steps out on her, but it's not like noticeable enough. And I think you just have like, you're going around this turn 
and Femke just hits that same patch with her front wheel and she goes down because Jackson was right next to her, but riding on the actual track and like you never saw any of that. So it just must have had to do with like being there on the apron and patch of water and go down and you look like yeah. a big idiot because, well, I, I should say that she obviously don't mean that she's an idiot but you know she didn't put herself in a position to like be successful to like box yourself in yeah allison jackson definitely she positioned herself the best out of any rider it seems like because she wasn't she wasn't first wheel Mm -hmm. um but she didn't box herself in either right so she had oh yeah she had the whole yeah she had the whole track to her right I'm watching yeah. it right now. Yeah. Scott, it as, is, the, yeah, is, as the sprinter in this crazy. podcast, what's your what's your critique? You talking to me or Dylan? I'm talking to you. You're the only <laughs> what? Dylan is not a <laughs> Dylan is not since, a sprinter. Since when have Dylan I been a fourth out of fourth and the only sprint he was in this year? <laughs> true. He lost to a guy riding in his aero bars still. <laughs> That's true. We all did. Let's <laughs> watch that one. <laughs> We already talked about that. Uh, did you not listen to that podcast episode, man? I've literally never listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want to I don't want to re-explain it for everybody. I mean, basically, that's all you need to know. I got fourth out of four people, and the guy who won was literally in his arrow bars as he crossed the line. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, wait, what was <laughs> so the question? So the question was if in the women's Perry Roubaix finish, talk us what 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 ha- what would I don't know, man? What would you have done in that situation? Yeah, I don't know what she was doing, but I think she just wanted to get seventh place. Which was like behind oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh. she was like, well, seventh is better than getting fourteenth if that group catches us. Do you know is the is the apron is it painted? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you I, like crack like in between the apron and the no, dude. Cloak. It she definitely looks like it's like like you were talking about, Tyler. Like she hit like a little like droplet of water. <laughs> no, I've you know I've never ridden on a velodrome. I don't know how what the you should look like a spring. what 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 did Jeez. Scott just say? Fourth out of four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Remember when? Uh, remember when Fabian Cancellara? It was his last Perry Roubaix ever, and he's like coming into the velodrome and he's like high fiving people up there, and then he just. <laughs> Like eats shit. Like he just falls over. You remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like what is is it is it is that velodrome in particular a more slippery surface than most or like what is the deal? It's a cement. It's a cement velodrome. It's like <laughs> is it cement at all? It's cement. It's like like if you're going slow, it kind of okay. Like if you're just riding at normal speed, like if you're not like going like sure. 25 miles an hour or something it's like kind of like yeah uh-huh. but also she wasn't even on the velodrome also just- you know how you know how they come into the velodrome and then they have to do a lap basically they have to do a lap and a half right they have to do a full lap and then another half lap and then there's the finish in the history of roubaix have the people coming in from behind ever screwed up the sprint of the people sprinting for the win you see what i'm saying Oh, like when they lap them? No, I think only the only the lead group has to do one and a half laps. Everyone else does. No, I think everybody does. Everybody oh, has to do lap and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. I, hmm. I mean, I think like I could. I, think I mean, I could easily where, like, people come in, and it does get it does get a little hectic. But I don't think the groups are ever that close enough to like. Yeah. I mean, you. I could easily see that happening, though, right? Like, 
you know, three riders have come in and they're going to sprint for the win. And then all of a sudden, like right as they're trying to sprint for the win, like another three riders come in and just cut them off. Yeah, dude. Not, I, I don't know if that's ever happened, but I feel like it could happen. You just yell cat three sport leader coming through and everybody moves out of the way. <laughs> like mountain biking. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah, Tyler, that video that you sent is the one that I was watching too. And yeah, it definitely looks like she like it just slips. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um and then for uh, some reason they're like zooming in on her derailleur. I don't I don't know. I don't get what that's for. Oh dude, just try to gotta it's clickbait, you know? It's a SRAM. Yeah. Probably just trying totally to look yeah, what chain she's It was running. definitely SRAM's fault. <laughs> for sure she was on SRAM, dude. Not only is SRAM three watts slower, but it'll cause you to do that. <laughs> yeah 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 perry raised wild uh, you should watch it it's a good it's a good gravel race to put on your calendar next year <laughs> is that a bucket list yeah i think so there's qualifiers so do you think anyone <laughs> in these gravel races is going to use the tire pressure thing uh i dude you missed it. us talking about it last week dylan's we, got we talked, one ordered already we talk, no i don't. we talked a lot about it last week um I mean, for example, BWR is this weekend. BWR would probably be a good course for it because there is a lot of road in BWR, but there's also off-road sections that are, you know, you don't want to have your tires pumped up to 70 or 80 PSI for, obviously. Um, Could be a good course for that. I mean, it wouldn't be very useful at Unbound or Mid-South or because it's just gravel the entire time. But yeah, I mean, I could see it being useful, maybe. Do we have any idea how much weight it adds to the bike? Didn't we say that last time? I I don't know. I can't remember. I know that it adds drag to fill up your tires like four watts per tire. So it's eight watts. Mm. So you think it could be useful if you like puncture and then like the sealant seals it, but you have less pressure and then you could. Yeah. Like having to or, or say you plug it. Yeah, that's what you Adam said. It, you just keep riding and inflate it. Yeah. Like that's what much, Adam. I mean, yeah. That's a possibility. I don't know how much air can it put in. I don't know. We said all the stats last week, and I can't remember them. Listen, <laughs> um, I think it was like uh, fourteen psi per kil- kilometer or something like that. No, that seems way too much per kilometer. Uh, maybe it was per ten k. I don't What's remember. It powered it's powered by you. Like you have to power it by riding your bike. So, like as you're riding, it like sucks in air. That's why. It, that's why it causes four watts of drag per tire when you're trying to inflate it. How much does it cost? Can you buy it? Mm, I, don't, I honestly don't know. You must be able to buy it. Yeah. yeah. I think the rule is it has to be sold within six months. Hey, Scott, um, it you can buy it. It is 3,998 euros. It's in wow. stock. For one? <laughs> For one. One wheel? For one. One wheel or For both wheels? Uh, let me see. That's a lot. Of, yeah. Buy it. Cheaper than an <laughs> Yeah. D- depending on the race. I can't, I cannot see. They don't have like a, Does what's that in the box. rims? I'll be no. honest. I'm pretty, I'm pretty no. skeptical on altitude tents now. And this is coming from somebody who, who's used an altitude tent quite a bit. I know Scott, you were saying like everybody's using an altitude tent over there in Girona, but I'm, I've become more skeptical about them over the years, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it was like, on, there was like this Facebook page in Girona where people like 
about cycling, like you can sell shit on there and stuff. And mm-hmm. everyone's like talking about altitude tents on there. Like, yeah. You just go altitude, not that far. From, you can How far is it to get to altitude? <laughs> like a two hour drive. Dude, I could ride. I could ride to. to well, you have to live there is the thing. You have to live at altitude. If you just ride altitude, yeah, it's like. Live here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Except um, it's way colder. Yeah, that is true. It's cold as shit. <laughs> yeah. I, like, in order for an altitude tent to be effective, like, they're claiming you need to be in there for, like, 12 to 14 hours per day. And, like, okay, so you're sleeping eight hours a day, right? Now you've got to spend another six hours in there. Um, <laughs> well, I was, what, when you get the generator, how mm-hmm. much volume can that power? Because my room is pretty small. It's like- yeah, but your room has leaks in it, right? It leaks air. Yeah, but your room isn't sealed. Yeah, but the tent probably leaks too. Yeah, the tent leaks a little bit, but it's way better than your room. But if you got a good enough generator, yeah, I, I guess no, <laughs> no. Like I could spend fourteen hours a day. Like I probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing I, I was thinking is how much. Well, they do have out. They do. You can convert your house or your room to an altitude room, but it's way more expensive than an altitude tent. But how much? How much um, power is it? I have no idea, dude. I'm not the altitude tent salesperson. I don't think it would. I don't think it would necessarily matter. Like, I mean, it would matter on like if you had a huge house or a huge room. But like, if your room is pretty small, Scott, I don't think it would matter whether you're doing a tent or your room. It just might take a little bit longer to get to the the right pressure. All right, guys. I found it. I sent you guys the link. You can buy a wheel set from Grava. G-R-A-V-A-A, the R40 slash 44, for 4,300 euros. 4,300 euros. Worth it. Wow. Yeah, man. Does it come with those cheap-ass rotors? (laughs) Uh, Those things look like they're from Walmart. (laughs) Hey, man, don't just... You know what else else I think is... I love Walmart, I'm just saying. Is that that hub that is like an internal gear thing... Uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? Why can't I think of it off top, the name off the top of my head? You, you know what I'm talking about? This hub that's an internal, internally geared hub now that they're yeah. saying is high performance. I mean, we've had internally geared hubs for a while, but this one's... Yeah, the one that what is it called? was running. Why can't I think of it now? I don't know. Right. Whatever. The uh, I, I think that the... Classified the power shift. Classified. There we go. Thank you. Thanks, Google. I think that the the... The problem, the problem with internally geared stuff and the reason why inter, internally like a gearbox or internally geared hub, the reason why that hasn't been uh, a performance oriented product, it's the reason why you only see it on like cruiser bikes or, you know, commuter bikes is because there's a lot of drag in internally geared stuff like gearboxes or internally mm. geared hubs. So. Yeah. can I want to see some data on how much drag that one has. And it's definitely not no drag it's definitely some drag you know so which one the 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 classified classified? one yeah Hmm. like they're they're they are promoting it at for racing like this isn't for commuter Hmm. bikes like all the other internally geared hubs this is for racing um and it's definitely not adding no drag to the system it's definitely adding some drag to the system the question i guess is how much if it's one watt then maybe it's worth it if it's more likely what it is is like five or ten watts definitely not worth it (laughs) 
Yeah, when I when SRAM released that their transmission drivetrain, I like read a big like pink bike article on history and development and all that stuff. Um, and at the end of the at the end of it, they asked them the question of like, will SRAM move on to like internally geared like drivetrain boxes at some point? And that was one thing they said was like it would that the efficiency part is like what's a yeah. big hurdle to overcome. Exactly. So that's my question about the classified. I mean, somebody's going to test it at some point. It's just a it's just a new enough product that I don't think people have test tested the efficiency of it. But there's no way that it doesn't it the it has zero drag. It has some amount of extra drag to it. The question is how much. And my guess is it's it's enough that it wouldn't make sense for racing. And plus it weighs more. So I don't like well, yeah, but what about like a race like okay, Perry Roubaix? Um, the end of that race, I mean, like if your chain is completely dry and squeaking and stuff, like you're probably losing way more than you would if you just had like a perfectly clean internally geared hub. No, but you have to. Your chain is going to be dry and squeaking regardless. Like you still have to use a chain with this thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Never mind. Like yeah, <laughs> it I was thinking it was one of the yeah yeah. I, I was thinking it was one of the gear boxes where like it like it's like a axle no you still you still have to use a chain like it basically what it's trying to do is you can use a one by now because instead of having a front derailleur and having the two chain rings up front you've got two chain rings in quotations in the rear with the internally geared hub you've got you've got you know your high gear and your low gear in the hub instead of on the chain ring oh so it has like a normal like 11 or 12 speed cassette on it still yeah and then you're just switching from a high and a low gear in the rear? From my understanding, yeah. Oh, I don't think that would be that much extra drag. Well, I don't know how much extra drag it is, but what I'm telling you is it's not zero. Like, it's some <laughs> amount, and it's probably too much. Because having like having a, a front derailleur doesn't add any drag, unless you're talking about the slight amount of drag from cross-chaining. But if you have a one by, it's probably more. Well, no. If anything, if anything, if you, yeah, I was going to say, if a two by would have less chain drag because of cross chaining. Right, right, exactly. So you're adding drag to the system, is what I'm saying. I and you know maybe maybe they've made it so efficient that it's only like half a watt or one watt. In which case, maybe there's applications for it. But I'm highly skeptical that it's that it's that low. Is what I'm telling you right now. Why do we care? I don't know. I don't know why we got on this topic. <laughs> We've been talking about this for like 10 minutes. <laughs> because we're talking Scott's about... probably already asleep over there. <laughs> we're talking about weird... Ty- we're talking about the, the tire pump hub, and now we're talking about... We're just talking about putting weird stuff in your hub. Can we move on to like BWR, man? I know. You've been trying to talk about BWR since we started. Well... I, Here's this, your chance. This BWR is going to be epic, because, and I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going. A lot of people have asked me if I'm going, and I'm. Why aren't I'm, you Because I'm trying to save my legs. This is the same thing. People have asked me if I'm doing the Pisca stage race, not doing the Pisca stage race, not doing BWR. I'm trying to save my legs for Sea Otter. I'm trying to have good legs for Sea Otter. Because actually, Sea Otter last year, and I wouldn't have thought this at the beginning of the year last year, but Sea Otter was the highest placing that i got in a lifetime grand prix race last year Hmm. so maybe that is my race to do well at so i'm trying to have good legs for it i'm and maybe that was your peak man it's all downhill from there i know i know it's what drew loves to tell me (laughs) so so, um and 
And also, BWR is on Sunday and Sea Otter is on Saturday. It gives you even it gives you one less day to recover than you normally do from doing back to back weekends, right? Anyway, um, the, up until this point, I think the most stacked year for BWR was 2021. For whatever reason, maybe it's because it was the year after the pandemic. I don't know. Every single, it seemed like every single pro off-road racer in the U.S. was at BWR in 2021 for whatever reason. And I think that this year is going to top that because now not only are a lot of fast U.S. pros there, but it seems like the entire Dutch mafia is there as well. Um, so I don't know. It should be interesting. Also, <laughs> how big is the <laughs> Dutch mafia? It's like five dudes, four dudes, like four or five dudes that are probably going to be in the top 10. So that's like <laughs> half the top 10 right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, I mean, Dutch mafia includes last year's Unbound winner, last year's Gravel Locos winner. Um, yeah, I mean, they're no joke, man. Um, and of course, Drew Dillman's there as well. So, you know, who? This one's good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe yes. we'll have, maybe, maybe we can convince him, uh, to get on the podcast next week to talk about it. He's Did got he a, retire? he's got a big mouth though, and he gets in trouble every time he comes on a podcast. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to show up to this race or is he going to, is he going to chicken out at that one too? What? No, dude, Ooh. he's he's so stoked about this race. He's been talking about kicking out. Uh mid south. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He had like uh uh what what do you have? He said he had mono, but I think it was strep throat or something for mid south. Yeah. Excuses, man. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so okay, so going back to this Dutch mafia people, who who are some of them? I know Ivar Slick. Ivar Slick, Jasper Aquilon. He's got, Jasper. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but he's got that Sokolon, uh, aero sock company that has like the really expensive aero socks. Um, okay. And he's really fast. He won gravel locos last year and to win gravel jo- locos. Jonas or Yeah. Is he part of I that mean, crew? Probably. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the, Nikki, I'm looking at the gravel race. Is Nikki, is Nikki Terpstra Dutch? Yes. Yeah. Nikki uh, Terpstra. Yeah. I mean, he must be part dam. of it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're 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 uh, and when they come to the U.S., they're not messing around. Like they really love to beat up on U.S. riders. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I can't um, wait to beat up on them. Sea otter. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, dude, I'm actually are, very excited about it. Yeah, you're gonna do the gravel race on your mountain bike. Yes. Yeah. So for those who don't know, it's sea otter, and I don't know if they've changed it this year, but sea otter the gravel race is the same course as the mountain bike race. So this year too. Okay. I think We're, the mountain bike race has three extra miles of single track. Okay. But that's it. Otherwise everything else is like the same. Did it have three extra miles of single track last year? No. So, so last year the course was 48 miles total. So like 24 mm-hmm. mile laps yeah. this year, the gravel race is 31 miles per lap. So 62 miles. And then the mountain bike race is 33 miles per lap. So 66 miles. Yeah. I thought the courses were exactly the same last year because they said this fast. They were. Lap. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was exactly the same. Yeah. Supposedly, Andrew Lesby set the fastest lap of the weekend on a gravel bike. Like, uh, I think he's got, you know, one of those Fox gravel suspension forks on his gravel bike. And that's how he set the fastest lap time. Um, I think part of the reason for that is because the gravel race was one lap 
and the mountain bike race was two laps. So obviously when you're covering half the distance, you can go faster. The gravel race was only 24 miles last year. I think. Yeah. I think it was just one lap of the course. What? Is it <laughs> now? Did they now make it's, it? It's two longer? laps this year. So it's okay. How many miles is that? So it's, it's like, it's a hundred K. Oh yeah. I don't. So there is a lot of gravel on that course, but there's, I mean, it's probably 50, 50 gravel and single track, <laughs> you know? So in my mind, it's like, yeah, it's mountain bikes faster. In fact, I'm going to bring my full suspension. Like I'm not even, really? I know that some people are opting for the hard tail, but I rode the full suspension last year. I thought it was good. Um, so I'm going to do full suspension. What again. size chain ring are you going to use? I'm debating between a 38 and a 36. Okay. Uh, yeah, me too. I mean, average speed is high. It's like Keegan was like 17 miles an hour. So which, what size did you say, Scott? 38. <laughs> I also have bigger, bigger one, of course. I have bigger than that. I can go, I have a, a 40 and I have a 42. I could go as large as 42. And yes, my bigger? mountain bike has clearance for that. Yeah. So if I really wanted to just like shock people on the starting line, I could have a massive 42 tooth chain ring on my mouth. Are any of the climbs like super steep? There are some steep ones. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but there, there, I think you're going to, if you have a 38 tooth chain ring on your bike, I think you will be using your 50 tooth in the back at points during the race. I mean, what's so, the point of having it if you don't use it? Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some steep stuff out there. It's not, it's okay. not like a flat race. It's not like Schwamigan, you know, not that Schwamigan's flat, but you, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just going to put the big one on and hope for the best. Okay. <laughs> we weren't even talking about Seattle. How do we get on that? Let's go back to, I don't know, Seattle. man. We've been bouncing around a lot <laughs> in this podcast. Um, hold on. Wait, wait, one more thing with Seattle that we, we forgot to talk about. Actually, um, let's go back to talking about the tire pressure inflator thing again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to give all of our listeners a heads up that if you're going to Sea Otter with the hope that you're going to improve your Leadville Corral, um, <laughs> good, good luck. Dude, these are insane, man. <laughs> Dude, do you have them in front of you? The times that you need to get for improving your Leadville Corral. Well, let me try to find. Dude, it. they let totally, they it. totally miscalculated these. They, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, who was no, in they char- changed it. Oh, they changed it. Okay. Well, they didn't change it. Now it says it's coming soon. Okay. Okay. Somebody definitely pointed out to them that they're they like so at these lifetime <laughs> races they have times that you need to get to get into a certain corral in Leadville. Um, and the times that they had set for for Sea Otter were, oh, I would say only attainable by like Keegan and Russell. <laughs> no, Im- no, impossible. It was sub three hours to get into the Gold Corral for sixty six mile mountain bike yeah, race. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Was, yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody like, definitely screwed up the calculations on that one. They use the they 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 tried to use the times from last year, which even that would have been steep. But uh, they forgot that they had added like fifteen miles to the course. Adam, are you doing both the mountain bike race and the gravel race, or just the gravel race? Uh, no, I'm doing both. Okay, cool, nice. Yeah. So you're basically doing the same race two days in a row. Yep. Okay. It's gonna be so sick. Same bike. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I only I'm only I'm not gonna fly with two bikes. And I don't think a gravel bike is faster on that course, even for the supposed gravel course that has three miles yeah. less single track. 
My mountain bike is lighter than my gravel bike. Really? Mm-hmm. Hardtail? Yeah. yeah. Bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's not nice, but it's fine. Yeah. I have a really nice mountain bike. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, they're getting really close to being the same thing at this point, so. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about BWR, or should we just do listener questions? Uh, let's just do listener questions. Okay, sick. Wait, is this the BWR in the, the California? Yeah. They've got so many. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, the BWR in California is always the most stacked one, but I think this year is going to take the cake for most stacked BWR. There'll be a lot to talk about next week, I think. Okay, this is a good one. Right. Um, this one comes from Jonathan. He says, I'm cultivating a mild dad bod. I have mm. one ab when I stand up and two <laughs> abs when I tie my shoes. Are they supposed to touch when Wait, I bend what? over? <laughs> he has more abs when he ties his shoes? Uh, apparently. <laughs> Wait, is he saying like his just his belly, like he's calling that an ab, and then when he bends over, it like folds into two, so it's like I a think butt, so, like a butt ab. <laughs> like he's calling, like he's trying to be funny, right? Like that's an ab. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he's. I mean, he might be serious too. But Jonathan, usually, I, I hear you, man. Because co- coming from a per, you know, like people who can actually see their abs if under the right lighting, and it's all about lighting. Honestly, having abs, it's ninety percent about lighting, but. People it, usually, if you bend over, you can see your abs less because all the fat is like squishing together. Is this a is this right. a question? Is this a question right now? <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> all right, he says I'm taking a single speed to Kansas again. I'm guessing for Unbound every is year. Is this related to the ab question? No, he's just he was just giving us a a humorous intro about his dad bod. Okay. It's fine. So every well, I didn't I know t- if it I don't okay, just just read the question. I didn't know if they yeah. were related or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read the whole question yet. <laughs> All right, read. Uh every year at hour 12, I tell myself next year I'm bringing gears, fuck this shit. <laughs> and then I promptly forget to buy a derailleur and just bring a single speed. Yeah. Okay. Um, this year I want to be more efficient. Should I lose the drop bars and go flat bar single speed? What is more efficient, flat bars or drop bars? He says, help is, this, is this pear-shaped a... rider make a choice. Hashtag Wait, Piero? for, for Unbound? P- Piero? <laughs> pear oh, like arrow, but pear-shaped. Oh, like Piero. He, like he's pear-shaped. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, wait, wait, wait. Tyler on the show. So, is, so, is so this... he's, he's going to go to do Unbound, 200 i'm presuming since it's taken him over 12 hours um he's gonna do it on a single speed Dude, why would you just assume that man you don't know how long it takes him he'll be doing yeah, the unbound 50 for all we know i did forget that he's got a dad bod so anyways take that back we know he's going to kansas he doesn't even say unbound maybe he's just like going and riding around for a while dude maybe he's um, doing the xl and he's actually like got a super fast time that would be sick um no so he's going to kansas he says and he's taking a single speed with him. He wants to know, should he run flat bars or drop bars? I like, you know what I like about his question? He was like, yeah, I always have a single speed and I'm like, fuck this. But uh, what should I do about my bars? It's like, <laughs> it's like what? Also, the dad bod was not really related. But um, I, so... The answer is so obvious to me that I I feel like he's trolling. <laughs> I think he's being serious, so let's give him a serious like he answer. really like he really doesn't know whether he should do flat bars or drop bars for unbound. 
I mean, I I have a I have an idea for him. I think that he should do he should do uh, just arrow bars, like nothing on the side. <laughs> Like just commit to riding an arrow bars for the entire time. Don't say that, I, <laughs> dude. I mean, how true. genius is that though? He doesn't. He doesn't have to shift, so he could literally be an arrow the whole time. That is true, dude. Yeah, you can direct all so, these complaints to our lawyers once again. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna say he should get one of those bars where it's a flat bar and a drop bar at the same time. And then put arrow bars on it. And then you've got like infinite amount of positions. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. Not as cool as single speed, but I think it's I think you buy a flat bar and then there's like there's drop bar maybe adapters or something that you like clip onto it. So then you've got like the drop bar position. But then you can also clip on arrow bars. Did you just get this from bicycle pubes? Like what is on Instagram? Like what is <laughs> What is bicycle pubes? <laughs> Dude, if you don't follow, you need to go check out that account. Uh, on Instagram, uh, but that's just like that's like why would you buy flat bars to then add adapters to make it also drop bars? That way, because well, how would you make your drop bars into flat bars? They already have a flat top. Yeah, but it's not that's that's too <laughs> narrow. You know, I find that there's there's <laughs> two six ki- there's <laughs> you know there's two kinds of single speeders. Like there's the single speeders that are actually super jacked, and you're like, wow, man, that guy looks like. I mean, I guess he's a cyclist, but he looks like he spends more time in the gym than he does riding his bike. And then there are the dad ba- dad bod single speeders that, like, they probably don't have. A, it's probably not a dad bod. It's probably a beer drinking bod. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. This guy sounds like the latter. Yeah, I mean, I think like I, I like joking joking aside. I think I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like the the it's more about comfortability, right? Drop bars give you more hand positions to ride that long in, but. I do like the idea of getting some like '90s width mountain bike bars, some like super narrow uh, guys, and then just putting some arrow bars on there. Because to your point, he doesn't have to shift. Yeah. Nine, what is '90 width? What does that mean? Like, like you remember like mountain bikes from like the '90s, no, like, like super narrow bars. Like now like we've got 550 millimeter wide bars or whatever. Yeah, something just stupid where you're basically holding your mm. stem, you know. Dude, yeah. I got a set of those. I got a set of those for Leadville this year. Steal the steal the bars from your kid's Strider bike and put those suckers on there, and then arrow bars clipped onto the front mm. of those. You know, I so I do ride my mountain bike to the trailhead. Like I never drive to go ride my mountain bike, and so sometimes, depending on which trail I'm riding, sometimes I will have to ride on the road for you know. 40 minutes to an hour. Um, and riding a flat bar on the road, I don't think is that comfortable to be honest. Like it's actually way more comfortable to have your hands in a, I don't I know, agree. Like, like a horizontal, horizontal parallel. Pos- I don't know. You know Everybody just, knows just take, what I'm talking put about. Put your hands on your side, lift your hands up and your hands exactly. are like, you know, facing <laughs> yeah. each other, not Grasp the ground. Yeah. The handles to your pints that are right in front of you. And then right. You <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that that is super comfortable. I don't think so. I think that adding a flat bar to your bike is going to be one less comfortable, two less arrow. And wh- what did he ask? Is it more efficient? It's definitely going to be less efficient. It's all around a bad idea. But I mean, I don't know. All I gotta say is I kind of hope at this point he was trolling us because we've just spent another fifteen minutes talking about this. <laughs> spent way too long on this question. Well, there's so many. 
interesting parts of it, man. He's talking about his abs, and then he's talking about <laughs> his single speed, and none of that was related to the actual question. Dude, here's what I got to say. You should just do it on a fixie. Yeah, for sure. Actually, honestly, a fixie would probably be better for Unbound because, you know, that way you have to keep pedaling. Like a lot of people, they right. just, they're so tired at the end of the race that they just <laughs> get to a downhill and they just don't pedal. And like, it's like, what are you doing? Commit, <laughs> commit to pedaling. Do the fixie yeah. for sure. Fixie right. flat bar. Scott, any feedback? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was helpful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh gosh. Another, uh, man, another, uh, single scene <laughs> flat bar question. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. What is uh, it? the question? I was, okay. This is from Ben. Uh, the question I'd like to hear your input on is you are a first year high school student and have just joined. <laughs> we have high schoolers listening oh. to us. That's not good. <laughs> Uh, okay. And have just joined the cycling club. Uh, your goal is to be selected for the, uh, the high school championship team. Mm -hmm. The team has a five day training camp at a cycling circuit over the five days. You must compile 200 laps that equal a hundred kilometers of rolling hills in one big hill. Wow. Um, would you rather have which of the following handicaps? Is this like a, (laughs) (laughs) this is like a riddle, dude. It's like a riddle. Um, so sprinter, you you have to have your drops changed to flat bars. Okay. Um, is this like a DC is this guy an exercise that they're actually doing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right. Drop bars. GC change. guy. GC guy has, has to have your bike <laughs> made into a single speed, and okay. then the climber. <laughs> you have to have your normal wheels and tires changed. <laughs> changed. Get it out. <laughs> this question is not legit. Um, change to old. <laughs> uh, just basically old, heavy rims and tires. Okay. I I feel like why you, so I feel like you just, I feel is... like you didn't read that word for word for what he actually said. <laughs> Do you want me to send it to you? You can read it. Uh, no, that's fine. I, I get the gist. Okay. <laughs> then he sends some kind of like Japanese meme. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, no, it's like a Wikipedia page about this, like Jap- I think, <laughs> I don't I know. Think, yeah. This is definitely a troll. This is definitely a troll. Um, but to answer the troll's question, I think single speed is the best option. Cause single speed is the only option out of all of those. That's actually increasing your efficiency. Cause the single speed is more efficient than gears. Now you will have to pedal at either a very high cadence at certain points or very low cadence. So you may want to work on that, but that's what I would go for. So 200 kilometers per day on average across rolling hills. Mm. That seems like a lot. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> Wait, Scott, what, we what do you have to say? Whatever you write in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would rather just have the. The heavier stuff, just like take out your old wheels or n- new wheels and put on some old wheels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't when, really want. Once you get I, those bad boys rolling, just don't stop. I don't really want to think about this question anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened here. Thank you, Ben. That was entertaining, but we don't know what to do with this question. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go to Instagram. We've 
We haven't. Right. We've got a ton on I Instagram think, still. I think I, I think I have some questions actually. Trying okay. To remember. I need a Hold break. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep laughing too much. That question just did me in. Question for the pod. Oh, this might be a controversial one. Should I read it? I'll read it. I mean, I guess. Question, if, if question want, for the pod. Like, uh, do people find Bobby Wintle, for people that don't know who Bobby Wintle is, he's the guy that puts on Mid-South, annoying? Um, like everything I see on Mid-South, it just seems like it's a lot about him. His speeches, the fact that he hugs everyone, his band plays, the friggin' entertainment, haha. I don't know. I'm always weirded out by people who are too charismatic with that said i don't know the guy and i could be completely wrong i just feel like if i was about to race and some guy was like i'm gonna give do a speech uh, and then proceeds to do an unnecessarily long speech in advance of a bike race lol i'd be a little over it um i mean i'm sure there's like some people that find that annoying but no. i don't know that like yeah so everyone does i think so I think that there is a clash right now in gravel racing between people that are all about, like, I want to call them spirit of gravel people. Like, people who, honestly, like, I feel like there's people who want gravel racing to be like alley cat racing. You know how alley cat racing is like, no one's actually taking it seriously and everybody just shows up on their fixies and it's kind of goofing around and drinking a bunch of beer and it's like, you know, it's all just a big party. Like they call it a bike race, but in reality, it's a party disguised as a bike race, right? Mm, yeah. So there's definitely people who want that vibe at a gravel race. And uh, I would say more so at Mid-South than any other gravel race I've been to. There are people that are about that vibe. There are people that are about like, this is a party race vibe. And then there are people who, you know, are killing the spirit of gravel who are taking it way too seriously and caring about aerodynamics and all this other bullshit. Right. So it's like, I hate those guys. (laughs) Yeah, dude, for real. So (laughs) it's like, it's a clash between these two different kind of mindsets. Right. Um, one I would call like, it's like a, I don't know, a roadie or a performance mindset. If you want to say that versus like, this is a party mindset. And Bobby is, the party mindset guy, like a hundred percent. He is the spirit of gravel guy. He's the party mindset guy. And I can see how people who are like, Hey, this is a bike race. Like what, what is with this speech? What is with the hugs? What is with the like whole song and dance that's going on here? Like, I just want to race my bike. I can see how they would be annoyed at that. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's not for everyone, I guess. Um, there, I mean, you know, there, there, there are definitely certain times where I would like, prefer. Does the, so, like, does the race get delayed starting because he talks no. for 15 minutes? That's what <laughs> no, I don't no. understand. I mean, he's, st- no, no, no. He just, like, there's a very long speech at the beginning of Mid-South. Uh, and to be, and it's just, I don't know. It's like, it, have they it's all about, that? what's that? Have they always done the long speech? I don't know. I've only, done it. I've only done it two years, to be honest with you. So they had a long speech both years. Um, and Bobby does give everyone a hug. When but if, but the, if the start and... time is, let's say, 8 a.m., does it not start till 8.15? Or does he start his speech? <laughs> no, it starts. No, 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 no. The race starts when it needs to start, for sure. So like, then who cares what happens? Like, you know when yeah. the race is going to start. No, you're, that's an excellent point. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not really affecting you at all. Um, other than the fact that I guess you're sitting there and you have to listen to it, but 
Um, so, you know, I don't know. I think, I, I think there's room for both people in gravel, right? Like mid South is a great example of this. There are people there that are taking the race very seriously that want to do well. And there are people that are just there for the party. And I don't, I don't think that either one is getting in the way of the other one. I think it's fine to have both. Um, but Bobby is definitely like, he's definitely the party spirit of gravel guy for sure. Man, it just seems like a lot. Like, I feel like if I just finished a hundred mile race, like the last thing I would want would be like a hug. <laughs> Can you imagine also? So Bobby's like hugging all these dirty, sweaty bike racers. Can you imagine how oh. gross he is at the end of all of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, but maybe my personality type is generally a more like even keel and like give people their give people their space, like read the read the situation. So yeah, I don't know. That would be I've never done the race. I've never met I've never met Bobby, but I know that he I know mm-hmm. some people, to your point, go for the party vibes, they go to complete, they get their hug and they they kind of roll on. So that's cool. To yeah. each their own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you, so isn't there, aren't there like certain events, uh, that like kind of celebrate the, the like party vibe? I, I feel like, I feel like Ted King's event is like that, right? Where it's like prizes or recognition yeah. for, for that. Yeah. I mean, is there's that- also, there's a huge spectrum of gravel races, right? There's like mid South and there's Ted King's event, which are more party races, I would say. And then there's BWR, which BWR to me or unbound probably at this point unbound didn't used to be this way, but it's definitely this way now is like much more about business. It's like, all right, we're here yeah. to race. So, so, okay. So I, I will, I had a, I had a question, but you brought up a good point, which we talked about last episode, how, uh, there's still no prize money at unbound. Why mm-hmm. do you guys keep showing up? All right. So this is something <laughs> I've actually, I I've had this conversation, not even, about unbound, but, uh, I, I remember having this exact conversation a couple of years ago with somebody about the national championship, right? Somebody was saying like, there's no prize money at the national championship. So like, why are you even showing up? Why are so many pros taking it so seriously and showing up for it? Like yeah. I get, I get that you get a Jersey, but like, why, you know, why do you care so much? That's like, that's super short sighted thinking to think that way. Right. Um, yeah, you don't get money in the moment when you finish the race, but you get money later from sponsors for winning that race. And it's a lot more money than you would have gotten from prize money. If you win, I think Tyler, but, but Tyler's point is like, why, why do the sponsors also care about those big races? Like a race like that, like that race in particular. Right. So like, I mean, dude, maybe this is just my personality, but like if I'm, if I'm doing a local, like one of our local races, like my level of give a shit is super low. If there like, if there's no money on the line or there's not like an overall series that I'm competing for, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go and have fun and support the local racing. But like, I do not care what my result is. I'm not like refreshing well, the page and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just letting you know right now, like that's you, you may not get money in that moment, mm. but if you can just wait one year, like if you just got a mm-hmm. little bit of foresight Mm-hmm. If you win Unbound, you can turn that into a hundred thousand dollar contract the next year. Mm. You could, you could for le- legitimately, you could go from ha- making 
no, let's just say some random person that nobody knows won Unbound this year. Mm-hmm. Somebody that ha- makes no money from sponsors. Like maybe they get a free bike or something, or maybe they get a discount on their bike from their bike shop, but that's the extent mm-hmm. of their sponsors. They don't actually get paid to ride their bike from anyone. And by, by some miracle, they end up winning Unbound. Mm-hmm. that's probably going to turn in depending on social media and other factors, obviously there's, there's a lot of factors that go into sponsorship, but I wouldn't be surprised if they could turn that into a hundred thousand dollar contract the next year. So guess, like who cares about five grand, right? $5,000 check on the podium. So, We're talking so about a hundred thousand so dollars down. Let's the line. say, let's say five years from now, unbound is way beyond its time. No mm-hmm. one cares about Unbound. Sponsors don't care about Unbound. Now all of a sudden they've got a $5,000 prize purse. Mm-hmm. But no one cares. Would you go to then or would you still go to the race that your sponsors care about? Like I have to choose between the two? I mean, I would go if there's $5,000 on the line. Well, I mean, yeah. So like if right. to take that to, to elaborate on that question, like if like, are if, you saying that I have to choose between the two? Like there's a there's a race that no one cares about that has five grand on the line. And also the same day as that race, there's a race that everyone cares about that has no money on the podium on the line, but sponsors care about it. Yes. Yeah. That's the question. I guess like it it just came up because we were talking about, you know, we were talking about the NCL prize purse and like all the money that is being thrown around there. And how do they, how does lifetime, we were talking about, you know, does lifetime invest in riders? Do they invest in content? Like how do they bring more people to the sport? Mm-hmm. And you you brought up the fact that like unbound is probably the biggest gravel race that everybody still rocks up to, but it doesn't have a prize purse. And I don't, maybe other, mm-hmm. maybe other races do. Um, but that just seems like, like baffling to me. Like, why don't you have both? And and I guess like, you know, Mm -hmm. it just got me thinking of like, there's so many pros and, you know, influential people in the gravel space now that if you guys really wanted to advocate for more prize money in gravel, you for sure could just be like, we're not going to this race because it doesn't have a prize purse. You know, if big sugar has a prize purse, like every, you know, and all these other races have prize purses, why don't you could just show up? Like you could boycott the race essentially, but for some reason, you know, unbound has this like pull on everybody. That's like, well, there's no prize money, but I just want to show up to, for the experience or for whatever. Um, I understand like the, the down the line, like sponsor implications of it, but I don't know. It was just, it was a question that came up while I was listening back to, to the episode and thinking like, why do you guys like keep showing up if there's no, I would, yeah, I would run a hundred thousand dollar contract but I also would love a $5,000 check like on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be great to have both. That's, that's the ideal situation is that you have both. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, okay, so, so, so here's a thought that I had, uh, yesterday cause I played golf for the first time this year, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that like is super fun about golf is like when you go out with your buddies, you can like put some money on the line and like turn like what would normally just be like, you know, kind of a boring plain round of golf into like super exciting and fun and competitive and like cutthroat, mm-hmm. um, just by throwing like 20 bucks on the line and bike racing doesn't really have that, but a lot of other sports do like, you know, back basketball has got like pickup games and other sports have, you know, like there, there's like, there's more of this like betting or gambling kind of aspect to it. What if for like the pro field at unbound to get into the pro field, you had to pay an extra 200 bucks. Everyone did to, to participate in the pro field and 
every single penny of that went to the prize purse and everyone there is competing for said prize purse. And if you don't want to cough up the extra money, you don't get to participate in the pro field. And that means you start 10 minutes behind the pro field. So let's do some math here. If I like that idea, let's do some math. Maybe 200 is not even enough. Let's say how many, how many racers do you think are going to do the pro? Well, how many racers total do you think are going to do the pro race? Like 300, 200? I mean, I, I think having something like that sort of distinguishes like who the people are that want to actually be pros and who the people are that like think they want to be pros but don't want the consequences of being so, a pro, right? Okay, here, here's, here's the issue we're running into here, man. So $200, let's say 200 people for both men and women are signing up for the pro race. Uh, let's make it more generous. Just do let's men. It, just do it, do, it, do it one category. No, you gotta, that way no, you don't you have to do split it, it between the two. No, you got to do it for both. Gotta, it's got to be like Why? split between both. All right, so if we do three 300 for both times two, no, times 20. Wait, 70 what? grand. What am I, what am I talking about? 300, <laughs> 300 times, they all have to pay an extra $200, you're saying? Man, people would, people would seriously yeah. be so complaining 60 grand. about this. 60, yeah. But 100% of it goes back into the prize purse. Hmm. So sixty grand. Now all of a sudden you've got a sixty grand prize purse. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that? I don't know. Do you think that uh, more or less people would sign up for the pro race because of that? Because obviously the majority are not going to win. Like the majority are going to lose money on that deal, right? If you have to pay two hundred dollars at the start, but there's a chance that you could win ten grand. Yeah, and and and, and hopefully it's like you know top twenty five gets their money back. Worst case, you know, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good idea. What are you going to say? Scott? I don't know. Scott, you still there? Did you die? Yeah, I'm still here. What do you All think, right. Scott? Would you do it? Would I do? It? Like, would you be pissed about having to spend an extra race at all? Not- <laughs> <laughs> here, well, here's the here's the other thing is that these pros have these pros have uh, their sponsors paying for the entry fee, right? So it's not really a big deal for an extra two hundred dollars for them. Yeah, but okay. So how do these gravel things work? Like. Are you submitting all your expenses to a sponsor or to a team or whatever that then? I mean, it just depends on the spot. It just depends on the sponsor. You know, different sponsors do it differently. Like some sponsors, they just give you money at the beginning of the year and say, this is how much money you have to spend on travel and race fees. Some sponsors are like, send you, send us your expenses. You know, different sponsors do it differently. So could you have multiple sponsors and send your expense at the same expense to multiple sponsors? If you nego- yeah, if you negotiate that with multiple companies. So you'd get like double the expenses back? Triple dip. Well, on if you were really trying to cheat, if you're really trying to cheat the system. <laughs> that that seems like a conversation that should be directed towards the lawyers again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's definitely a, that's definitely an idea, Adam. Should bring that up with lifetime, you know, because like, like there, there are some pros in, like, in, in, you know, the domestic Dude. scene. I won't, I won't call out names, but there are some pros out there who say, like, you know, there's a difference between like us who are out there grinding every day. We're actually getting paid to be out here, and you know, like, this is our real job. And then there's these like Joe Schmoes who roll up and like enter the pro field, but they're not real pros. They've got like day jobs, and you mm-hmm. know, they're not getting paid to be here and, and whatnot. So like, you know, it's like, okay, well for one, like the dude who's got the day job probably doesn't want the day job. Like he probably wants your job. He just hasn't quite figured out how to make that happen yet. But two, like here's a chance like, okay, you want to be part of the pro field, put a little bit extra skin in the game. And that's what separates you from the rest of the amateur field, you know, who's not 
out there racing for yeah you know so i just i just this whole thing is actually just sparks so you know how last year the lifetime riders had to pay for their entries and this year they didn't have to pay for their entries Mm -hmm. what if this year they did have to pay for the they did have to pay for their entries but it's not actually going to the entry it's going to their overall prize money and i just did the math on that that would add ninety one thousand dollars to the total prize money which wouldn't even i mean we're talking about that's a that's a third over a third of the current prize purse yeah i mean it would increase it by a little bit but it's not that substantial so i don't know i don't know i like that idea though of like like put some skin in the game right like what do you you know yeah there's a lot of guys that are and and women i'm sure that are being paid to just train and rock up and do whatever gravel race but i don't know i mean i think your idea is actually really is a really good one, Adam, especially if you have it like, Hey, you know, the worst that will happen is you get your, you know, you get your money back for top 25. Um, you know, at least I, I, I know, at what least I will say, fan. what I will say about that idea is that it, it is, it, it's a cool idea in theory, but the people that would end up getting the money are the people that are already being paid to ride their bike. Well, that's fine. But like, I mean, what, but like, maybe, I mean, maybe not. I mean, yeah. What if those people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to give up my money, you know? Then they're not participating. Yeah. I'm just saying what would happen. I mean, there's a lot of hopeful people that would say, oh, like, I want a chance at winning a lot of money. Yeah. But I'm saying what would happen in reality is that the people that would end up winning that money are already people who are making money by riding their bike. Nah, dude, you got to write a personal check. It can't come from your sponsors. It can't, like, be in exchange for <laughs> cases of IPA, like, whatever bullshit <laughs> that you're doing. No, it's got to come from your bank account, hard cash that you're putting down for the for your entry. Wow. All right, well, that's certainly a thought. I don't know. Pitch I mean, it I just to, think it'd, be, it'd make it more fun too. Like, yeah, pitch it to Lifetime. I, I honestly have no idea what the pros' reaction to that would be. I don't know if they would love it or hate it. I have no idea. It's, it seems probably, like it would have mixed responses. And probably complain about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, to read through all their Instagram posts. I mean, about Tyler, it. you you know, like you you play some golf, like yeah, you put even a five spot on the line, and all of a sudden, like the game is way more interesting. I play, I play golf too. Yeah, Scott plays golf. Scott, you also play ping pong. We have to. We haven't heard about your tournament there. How'd you know I play ping pong? Bro, what? Man, you I'm, skipped the I show was, because you were playing. That ping was your pong. excuse <laughs> last week. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, even ping pong, man. I used to play ping pong for money. That was fun. It was like, uh, I didn't, we didn't play for money, but you know what we played was doubles. Was so is that cool. where you is is that where you like hit the ping pong at, at each other's like chest? No, doubles. Doubles. Two people on each side. Are you and Megan? Devils ping pong. You play like as a couple? Are you and Megan still together? Or like. (laughs) No, she's not very good at ping pong. Okay. (laughs) Wow, dude. Wow, dude, savage. So tell us more about doubles ping pong. Was this like a local Girona tournament or is this like just on your team? No, but I could get into that. I could see myself getting into that. But uh, (laughs) there's just like a public table outdoor, the metal net. Table. Metal net. Wow, that's legit. And since it's outside of the wind, like a concrete table too. One side's, one side's got a headwind, and one side's got a tailwind, which have advantages and disadvantages to both. Oh yeah, hmm. we're gonna that's interesting. Well, we'll try to schedule these episodes on your non ping pong. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell. I could Scott. I couldn't tell from your text message if you were if you're like a ringer or if you're just like whatever. I just go play some ping pong because most people who are like pretty legit at Ping pong, call it table tennis. 
<laughs> no, I'm not. No, I. That, that was the first time I played ping pong. What? Okay. <laughs> the first the time like, you gotta like you know, and whoever I'm playing with is always like at a race. And, so yeah. this is the first time you've ever played ping pong, but you were already like, yeah, my fiance, like she can't come, she sucks. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> play ping pong here. Oh, oh, in yeah, Girona, yeah. okay. In Girona, like. I don't have like a crew, you know what I mean? So, okay. So is this like, like instead of going to like the, like the, <laughs> the, the best place in street ball, like you just roll up and, and <laughs> your yeah, you can throw on, throw down some, 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 some dollars on the ping pong TV. Table. And then right next to the table, there's like a little bar thing. It you guys, play, we were there, but guys play like shirts and skins stuff. kind of thing. While you're playing ping pong. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I want to play is paddle. You ever heard of this shit? Uh, is that is that it's like pinball nah. and racquetball combined? Mm. Uh, like yeah. like there's walls, but mm-hmm. then it's like a smaller tennis court. Dude, and it's that ball. would I feel like you'd have a seizure after that, man. Pickleball is loud enough. You put that inside of a racquetball court. Well, it's outdoors, but it's like how does it have walls? There's walls, there's walls but there's no roof. Oh yeah, mm. is pickleball loud or play pickleball? Dude, that seems like a that seems like an ACL tear waiting to happen. I mean, no more so than like tennis, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm just imagining a lot of spinning. Anyways, what was the original question? Oh, yeah, putting money down on sports. Gotcha. I don't uh, even think that was the original question. I think the original yeah, question was like 30 minutes ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more question from Instagram that I wanted to ask on this pod. Okay, right. hold on. Let me let me do a quick. This is going to be a super fast uh, speed round. La- l- speed round just for Scott. Okay. All right. Uh, this one comes from playing bikes on Instagram. Okay, this is just for Scott. So you got to tune in, Scott. How many bags on a bike are too many bags for gravel? Where's the line between being efficient and being a Fred? Yeah. We're, oh man, so much for a speed round. <laughs> we're trying to do a speed round. Oh well. You know what our next podcast episode should be about? No. <laughs> what? Stage race? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to have carry on for that one, so sorry. Yeah, but like me too, though. No, just carry. No. Okay. My race is probably longer. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right, we're going back to speed round. All right. All right, Scott, how many bags on a bike are too many? Bags? Yeah, like to carry stuff. Why, why am I answering? Zero? One? I don't know. One? One bag's too many. All right. Saddlebag is all you need. One bag. Okay. Saddlebag only. All right. If I wear a halo headband for sweat, which corral should I start in at Unbound? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> okay. Who cares? <laughs> Are single speeders the vegans of gravel? Oh. Do they eat meat? Probably not. Again, it depends on what single speeder we're talking about, man. I'm telling you, there's different kinds of single speeders. I mean, they're definitely hipsters, right? You know? Is that it? I think that's what he's getting at. Um, can we start the bar tape debate? Silka, EC, Supacaz? I have no idea what those words you just said, other than Silka was. <laughs> Dude, I used the same pair of bar tape on like three or four different bikes. Like you just unwrapped it and rewrapped it on different bikes now? Like never wore out. It was like some bar tape that never. I, I mean, had, what I kind mean, was that it? Just, that just proves that you don't ride a lot, dude. What? You're not I wearing ride. out your bar tape? It's a good bar tape. And like I just rewrapped it. 
I, I mean, dude, I, I, I do the same thing. If this, if this dude thought that we were actually going to have a debate about bar tape, he is sorely mistaken. I don't know anything. Right, hold about on, bar we got, tape. we got like two more. Uh, which bottle cages will stop premature ejaculation on gravel? <laughs> Scott is our gravel expert. Can you tell us how your bottle? What cages do you recommend? <laughs> That's why I picked Scott for this. I don't know. I didn't inject any bottles today, and I got a seventeen k on. So dang, dude. What kind of what kind of cages you got? Uh, a rundle, I think. A rundle is that metal or or plastic? They're plastic, and then they have a rubber piece in the middle that like they're actually kind of dude. That's hard. That's why you need the rubber to prevent the premature ejaculation. Oh yeah, you do need the rubber, dude. Mm, <laughs> we figured it out. Okay, last one. If my laser helmet doesn't hold my sunglasses, should I get a new helmet? Who designs helmets without sunglass storage in mind? Fucking laser, that's who. Wow, this guy's pissed about laser. Don't buy Should you get it. a new helmet, Scott? Just put it in your pocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Okay, that one's over. We're done with that one. Thank you for that. Another entertaining question, playing bikes. Was that all from one person? Yeah. Wow. Like, did Dude, we they have like so did many this, questions? Did this person ask them all at once, or was that like built up over the course of like five weeks or something? Um, no, I think it was all one question. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. I've got a Strava chasing related question. All right. So these dudes are trying to ch- take down their local pro on the on the local hot KOM, right? So, do you have any tips for the fastest way for six pretty strong dudes to get? One guy up a a mile long climb at five percent grade, uh, average the fastest. They're trying to take down their local pro Chase Ward. You say a one percent grade? No, five percent. It's a oh, one mile climb. Grade. One mile one climb, five percent grade. So it's pretty short okay. segment. Um, and they said, I mean, it's not really important, but they said their FTPs are two seventy to three fifty, and they can do it at like 16 miles an hour. I don't know, getting it too into the weeds. But the, the question is like, they're trying to take down one dude on a climb and they've got six dudes. What should they do? Wait for a tailwind. That's yeah. I think they should just pass off the uh, bike computer. Mm, hop in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Motor pace, that thing. Um, yeah, no, for I sure. mean, is there a run into it? Uh, I have no idea, but I'm assuming so. Most climbs have a road going to the road before the climb starts, you know? So they could definitely do like a lead out train for like the first probably. Well, they can also, they can also lead out on the climb itself for sure. You know? Well, I guess he said they can go 16 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, drafting is still going to have a reasonable effect at that speed. Basically, I think that they should, um, dude, I mean, I think they should do the flying V. (laughs) flying v i think i think they need to arrange themselves from weakest to strongest so the weakest is the one that starts and then you have the strongest guy finish it off and when the dude pulls off he shouldn't have he shouldn't be able to like catch back on to the back of the group and like no like if you pull off you're done you should be like face down in a ditch on the side of the road for sure when you pull off that should be everything you have. And, and then um, talk to our lawyers. <laughs> yeah. And so how long is a one mile climb going to take at 16 miles an hour? Adam, you're good at four math. minutes. Do, yeah. do you actually know minutes? that off the top of your head? Yeah. I just get it. All right. So six guys, I mean, they need to be pulling for, okay, what, what's that? How many seconds? Do some math again, Adam. 
How many guys are there? Six. Six. Six? Okay, so two... Yeah, 40 seconds. Boom. Dude, you're so good at mental math. I don't know if any of that was correct, but it's close enough. Um, That's how you're good at mental math. You just, like, you just spit out numbers so fast that no one even questions it. Must be right. Yeah, so just, just pull for... Like, have each guy pull for roughly 40 seconds as hard as they possibly can um, to the point that they're going to puke at the end of their pull. And then, I mean... Honestly, if you can't beat one guy with that strategy, then I, I don't know. You like this isn't you're you're not cut out for this KOM chasing thing. My my take on 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 that note, my take is like one, you should take you should uh, abide by the the spirit of the Strava segment, right? So like if it's set in a group ride, then like you're you are free and open to take it in a group ride. But if it's like one dude that rode by himself or herself, uh, then like, I mean, if you rock up with six people, that's gotta be, that's kind of frowned, frowned upon in my book. But with this, with that said, you can execute this strategy, but if he takes it back, if chase takes it back, then dude, it's settled at that point. That's what I was going to say is just prepare yourself that he's going to come back and get it. Yeah. You get one, you know, these guys, Dylan. Well, I know chase work. But I don't oh, know the other. Be, it's Chase Work that they're trying to beat his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know the other guys. Maybe I do. Where's this? Where's this segment at? I don't know. Wisconsin, probably. Hmm. Maybe I'll yeah. just go do it. Strap <laughs> <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's there. That's your strategy for you. I would disregard what Tyler said. Who cares about the spirit of the segment? Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Arbiter of the spirit of gravel says, screw your spirit of straw. Well, I think, I think, so I didn't realize that they were trying to do this in the Midwest. I think they're missing a fundamental component of this. How many that is, you curves? have to wait until there's like a 40 mile an hour tailwind. Mm. Agreed. That's also important. Yeah. 40 mile per hour ten, tailwind, six guys versus one guy who probably didn't have a tailwind. If you can't beat it at that point, it's like, you know, just let him have it. He's just a better human than you. <laughs> There we go. All right. Settled cool. it. All right. Well, I think we're like 13 minutes Scott, past Scott's bedtime, so I should probably let him. Clear. You are? Okay. Well, do you want more questions? This is like the longest no. episode ever. You've been doing what during the podcast? Making dinner. Oh. What are you making? Chicken. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Just that? Just chicken? <laughs> yeah. Have you not no, heard I'm him plucking the feathers in the background? Chicken and rice. Chicken and Chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> We Sweet. were actually making chicken and rice, yes. Oh, nice. nice. Who's Plain we? Chicken. You have someone else there? Yeah. Who? He, he doesn't want to say. Megan. Oh, I didn't know Megan was still there. She, yeah. Mm. Does she want to answer listening questions? <laughs> Can we ask her? <laughs> no. We'll save that for next time. That would actually be kind of funny. <laughs> okay, well, this is, a, this is actually a really easy one because she'll probably be able to answer it. Is she, you want me to get can her? she hear us? Meg, come here. <laughs> come here. They want you on the pod. <laughs> You're going to answer a question. <laughs> okay, what's the question? Okay. Uh, so this one comes from uh, Ghani. Uh, he says, hello from the Philippines. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It is very entertaining and informative. My question is, what are the pros and cons of using inner tubes for gravel racing? Say you use <laughs> Tubolito's Tubo CX Gravel all 
road. Did you uh, say this was tires. an easy? Did you say this was an or, easy question? Yeah, with with whatever tire choice you pick, would you be competitive or not? So basically, he wants to know: should he use tubes in his gravel tires? I know less than zero about this, so <laughs> I would make an answer. <laughs> That's not easy. This is this is kind of like the uh, the guy who's asking: should he have flat bars? No, yeah, you should have had to answer that one. About his bod or whatever his abs. About his dad bod. <laughs> he had one ad normally and two abs when he ties his shoes. Like his fat bones. <laughs> you know, two abs. That was that was his question. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, sorry, Megan. I thought that I thought that one would be a little easier. Wow, but. dude. Do you actually bikes. think that? I don't know. I I don't know how much Megan knows about bikes. Well, she doesn't know about this stuff. Like. Oh. Uh, okay. I don't even know about that or care. <laughs> I mean, in theory, uh, you should never use tubes. Mm. That was the answer. It was a trick question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ghani, I, I would say I would say skip the tubes. Stick with the tubeless. Also, if you're listening to our podcast because it's informative, I don't know, man. There's some. Be- there's some more. There's definitely better information based podcasts out there than this Dude, one. who do you who do you work for <laughs> you work, are you trolling I, our own podcast right now trainer road they uh they cut me a check last week so. <laughs> yeah figured Jeez, they were like okay. i know we've well, been through some stuff dylan but if you could just slip in a little a little teaser here's uh here's 20 bucks and i was like eh, worth it yeah, I mean, the, the guy's going to race Unbound for zero prize money. Give him 20 bucks, dude. He's all about it. I know. Exactly, dude. Um, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna just vote that we shut this down. I think, I think <laughs> we're getting safe. a little excessive. Dude, you're the one that ends it. Fucking end it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> all right.